The costs of airfare and hotels are higher than ever, putting the squeeze on vacation budgets. But there are ways to save money and stretch the dollars you spend this summer. InfoTrack's Roy Mackey has the details. Roy? Thank you, Chris. Bill Guerin is a technology entrepreneur, CEO of Room Rocket, and a travel expert. Bill, with the record-setting price of gasoline and inflation, are Americans traveling this year as much as they might in a normal summer? I think we're solidly back to pre-pandemic levels. Over the Memorial Day weekend, air travel was 91% of 2019 levels. So everybody is quoting high occupancy in hotels. The airlines are domestically overbooked, really. And international travel, surprisingly, is catching up very fast. All of that is kind of amazing because the price of hotels, airline flights, everything is dramatically higher, isn't it? Yes. I think people are being more careful about what they're doing. In fact, fasten your seatbelts when you look at prices. Airfares are up over 45% on the average from last year, and hotel rooms are up by a third from last year. So the prices are definitely up. You have a number of tips. One of them is that you say there's a kind of a sweet spot in terms of how far in advance to book a hotel reservation. Tell us about that. Yeah, absolutely. More and more surveys are showing it's a fallacy to book four months in advance or three months in advance to get your best deals. The sweet spot's really 15 days or 20 days out from your time of travel. That's a time when the resorts and hotels are examining and sharpening their pencil to make sure their rooms are full. Because as we know, if they don't fill them, that's lost revenue for the hotels. So it's good to book it much closer than you realize. I understand that if you want to take a chance on a last-minute hotel room, there's also a best time of day to angle for that. Tell us about that one. (laughs) Yes. If you're going to take a short break, for example, and you have a destination in mind, line up a couple of hotels, but call after 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon, either the day before or the day of travel, because at that point the hotel really has written off that they're going to get more bookings and they'll be more aggressive. And when you actually talk to the hotel person, ask them if that's the best price they can give you, because they will be trained to quote a certain rate, but they always have in their back pocket a backup rate to make sure they get your business. How much lower can those last-minute rates be than compared to normal? Oh, they can take them down 25 30% because they're looking at other revenue from you, like meals, in the hotel. I think we've all been trained that booking online is the route to the absolute lowest price for hotels. Is that true or false? That's actually a fallacy. The travel sites out there have pricing that is on parity with the hotels. In fact, it's called rate parity in the travel trade. And by the rules, the travel sites and the hotels quote the same rates for those rooms. So the individual travel companies may have their incentives for you to book with them, and so might the hotels themselves, like food and beverage credit that they may give. But in terms of the room rate, they should be equivalent. You know, in terms of booking one or the other, if I'm booking a destination and I'm not particular to a certain hotel, I'll book from a travel site because it gives me depth and breadth of product. It gives me perspective on what's out there, how they're competing, perhaps on price, and allows me to do a comparison shopping. If I'm loyal and got to stay in a certain property or a certain hotel, I go to the hotel site. What is your advice about 
checking on a hotel's reputation. My one thought about that has typically been social media sites and trip advisory sites are kind of polluted with people who are motivated to comment because they had a bad experience. But people who have a good experience typically just move on with life. Is there some value to those sites? Absolutely. I personally rely on them totally because you do get both perspectives on there. You get people that really are thrilled about certain perhaps service they got, certain staff members that looked after them, certain things the hotels they did for them like upgrades or something. But also you've got, of course, as you say, there's a propensity for complainers to be on there. But I think TripAdvisor and the comment sections on the uh, travel sites themselves are very valuable. I always kind of screen out the worst and the best and look for patterns and also don't judge a hotel particularly by the during the pandemic period. They had a very rough time with staff and service and all that. Try to look at more recent dates for service experience. Travel expert Bill Guerin, thank you very much for joining us today. My pleasure. Thank you very much. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. And that wraps up this week's show. InfoTrack's executive producer is Randy Meyer, and I'm Chris Whitting. Our internet services are provided by Pear.com. Thanks for listening. We hope you'll be here next week for another edition of InfoTrack.